Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Chris, we have a whole bunch of R&D projects that are coming very close to a close over here at Calibrated Power <laughs> Duramax Tuner. Yeah. Tell you what, I, I know you know a couple off the top of your head, but yeah. let me jump in here. Rocks or Intercooler Kit. Uh, we're calling it the RX Intercooler Kit. Yep. It is it's mild fabrication required, but, but essentially a bolt-on product to add an intercooler to the four-cylinder turbo diesel Mahindra Roxor. Mm-hmm. Uh, why these came without an intercooler, you will have to ask Mahindra uh, uh, in the future. Let's but, dive into it. You know, yeah. I mean, just a couple things, right? So the vehicle was designed to do what? It has a vehicle speed of 45 mile an hour? 45 peak. And it, and it does yeah. very well F- at that. 50. 52 horsepower, yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly, to the wheels. What's crazy is, is you know, you talk about a peak number, you don't talk about a broad number, right? right? And you got to think about, well, when the truck is maintaining that power for a long period of time, heat soaking becomes an issue, or depending on where you're located in the country, if you can get the vehicle road legal, um, you know, what does that vehicle do and how it reacts on the street? Yeah. And the idea here is just to get, you know, cool air into the motor so it could be more efficient for a longer period of time and not be so troublesome or strugglesome to maintain that, you know, that mile an hour, 45 or more if it's tuned, you know from different yeah. tuners out there. Uh, awesome product, very well recepted in the Rocksword community. So Flying off excited. the shelf, literally. Yeah. Uh, not I, that one. We did not do an official public launch. Yep. We did kind of a, a private small launch with, with just letting some of the guys who had really been expressing a lot of interest know early, hey, we had them available. Uh, all 10 kits we had on the shelf, out the door yep. uh, in two days. Mm-hmm. So, guys, if you have a Rocksword and you listen to the show, Get a hold of us. Yeah. Uh, Chris can help you out with yeah. getting one ordered and getting you set up so that as soon as the next batch comes in, it's right out the door to you. So, on on that topic, yep. What about some other products? What do we have? Turbocharger. All right, man. Um, yeah. So, so guys, in my real world job, uh, I I do a little bit of marketing and social media stuff. So I get to to work on the product launches mm-hmm. here, uh, and that means that I've seen. I'll, I'll run through the list, and so we yeah. can go back and talk about them. The 6-liter Stealth 67, the HX35 Stealth 63, the 351VE Stealth 64, Cummins EasyLink tuning, all products that are right on the cusp of being released. Uh, So the 6-liter, we've got that on a test truck right now. One of the guys we work with has been driving it around for a few weeks now. Well, don't forget, one of my buddies he's had one on his truck for the last six months yeah so 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 we've got some short term some long term yeah. testing some peak power testing that one's been really exciting yeah. um it, it's as we do the product launch we'll go in and maybe we'll do like a little bit longer of a of a of kind course. of breakdown on that turbo itself because yeah. it's got some really unique features yep. i'm excited about but i don't want to I don't want to cut my own legs out here. I want to talk about it in the right way with a really well-organized uh, system. Yeah. Then you have the Stell 63, the second-gen Dodge Turbo. That's a turbo that you know we've played around with for a couple of years now, and we finally just decided that it makes sense to add that into the arsenal of turbo upgrades that we have, you know, sure. over in the over in the shipping department. Yeah. And uh, it's a really nice turbo option. You know, it it offers you know quick spool up, all the things that the Stealth line's always been you know well known for um, as a drop and replacement. And it's can support 500 plus wheel horsepower. We backed that up on multiple trucks with excellent EGT control. Yeah, excellent EGT um, control, which, which smoke, is the smoke big control, deal. smoke yeah. control with how quick the turbo comes up and boosts. So, really excited about that turbo. And then I think the one that's going to be the the most well-received, the one that people are the most excited about, the one that we already get the number one requested product that yeah. people have been asking us to build, is we are going to have a 351 VE Stealth 64. That's a fourth-gen Dodge. Um, 
Guys have been having problems with these turbos from the factory. They're looking for replacements. Guys have been upgrading. The, they want the, to retain the exhaust brake and things like that. All those things of that nature. And also guys have, like, the products to build up around your fourth-gen Cummins yeah. are more and more available. Now there's more than one transmission option yep. and more than one way to upgrade your trans and things like that. And anytime we get competition in the marketplace, that's good for consumers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're excited, man. This is going to be a huge, huge one. And that'll be out in the next 30 to 45 days. Yeah, yeah. So, so exciting for that. Uh, speaking of awesome products that we're always excited about, guys, we're just going to do the plugs right here at the top of the show. Worley Custom Fab, XRG Performance. Uh, I was just on the phone with a guy just the other day, Chris, and I had somebody asking about fuel systems. I think you talked to him, too, uh, a, a guy looking for some LLY injectors. Mm, yeah. And I was explaining to him why we use XRG. And yep. it's the same thing all of our listeners hear me say every week. And, but but it just it rings so true when he tells me a story about going the wrong way about going with another company and shit getting really bad well i think too what always resonates with me really well is when i talk to guys that maybe they already have exergy stuff okay um and it's out of their warranty right and the truck's having some issues and exergy's willing to welcome them back with open arms and do some testing and see where the issue is stemming from you know, some shops are like, oh, well, that's, you know, we're not doing that or we have, you know, we're going to charge this and that. So, you know, they, they do work with their customers. They value those customers. Um, you know, so we kind of share a lot of those similarities. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's the quality product from both camps, WC Fab and Exergy. And, uh, you know, it's it's crazy to think, you know, calibrated power, Exergy, WC Fab. WC Fab uses Exergy as well. You know, it's just it's a it's a solid foundation to work off of. Each company offers their own value to any of your potential builds, and uh, you know, it's just it's really nice to have those uh, relationships. Absolutely. Uh, hey guys, don't forget about Diesel Power Challenge voting. Make sure you get your yep. votes in. Did uh, you vote for Chris Patterson yet? I don't want to tell him, but yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris Patterson, I voted for him. Number eleven, I got you. Um, he's number 11 in the Cummins camp, so we'd like to see him get out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some other friends. Uh, we know we want to bring down our buddies out of Alaska yep. in the Cummins camp as well. That'd be great to see them there. And then, of course, we got a bunch of Power Strokes and a bunch of yep. Duramax guys. We're going to be talking about more over the next couple of weeks. I'm actually trying to line us up a couple of interviews awesome. with, uh, I just with found people that out. who are getting voted on. So behind the scenes right here live. Awesome. Uh, um so yeah, so so we are. We're really excited for that diesel power challenge, ultimate call out challenge. Yep, Both are creeping up on us really fast. Yeah. Have you been noticing any of the announcements of guys who are going to I, be competing this year? I have been seeing the UCC announcements, man. I I just keep thinking about the last couple of years of, of having the privilege of going to that show. Sure. And and what the uh, end of February, beginning of March feels like because in the next two months, blink of an eye, <laughs> we're in Indiana. So uh, it's coming up quick, guys. If you haven't gotten your tickets, probably act on it. Get your tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, Dimitri Miller, UCC yeah, this year. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that'll be a that'll be a fun Duramax to follow It'll for sure. Splash. Who knows what what vehicle, what which truck he'll show up with? Yeah. But but yeah, yeah Dimitri is always a good time. Uh, definitely go and check that out. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of other top notch competitors. Of course, Derek Rose coming back to defend yeah. his title. Uh, that should be a really interesting one. I think Levon is in. I don't know. Has anybody seen an announcement? We have not seen an announcement, but I know he won King of the Streets, and I I know winning King of the Streets got you a a spot, so we're not sure. We unconfirmed if he has taken it yet. Maybe we'll have to shoot him an email and ask him uh, what's the skinny on that. Uh, Guys, today we are doing a really cool episode. I feel like we've done some similar stuff to this. So if you're a longtime listener, hey, I'm sorry, man, this might not be brand new information for you. Uh, But if you're newer to the show or newer to diesel performance, 
I, I did an interesting search on YouTube the other day, and it kind of inspired this show topic. Um, I was actually looking for, <laughs> I was looking for the the codes that come up when an LML DPF fails. Okay. And I was already on YouTube, and I just searched like LML DPF failed codes question mark, which is the random shit yep. I put into all of my search engines. Uh, and what came up was probably twenty YouTubers, all with titles and and. Uh, graphics explaining DPF deletes are dead. Wow. Um, more and more as I go through the forums and the Facebook groups and the things like that, people will ask for a delete and they'll get more and more comments saying, hey, you're probably not going to find it or it's going to be really expensive when you do. Yep. Uh, which I would imagine is leaving a lot of guys with emissions equipment on their trucks thinking, well, what the hell can I do? Right. Uh, we will do a future episode breaking down all of the emissions equipment across the board. We've done it in the past, yep. uh, but we'll, we'll bring you guys some updates on that stuff or some more information. But what we thought would be cool today is we want to run through our, our three manufacturers, uh, GM, Dodge, and Ford. Mm -hmm. And we want to give you guys kind of a little horsepower recipe. If you're looking to make 600 horsepower, which is a ton of fun on the street in an 8,000-pound yep. truck, uh, but if you want to make 600 rear wheel horsepower and you want to leave all of the emissions equipment on, we got your recipe. Yeah, I think uh, you know what's what's fun about doing these types of episodes or bringing this content together is uh, the the elephant in the room of there's a lot of similarities if the truck's emissions on or emissions off. Truth. Right? So the emissions isn't necessarily hindering uh, the potential. However, um, you know you're. You could take an, an older truck, right, or a deleted truck and throw the biggest turbocharger that you want on there to achieve that power number. You wouldn't necessarily have that givingness to do that uh, on a on an emissions on truck. At the same time, that was the incorrect way of going about a 600 horse build, even in the deleted space in the first place. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> you know, as we talk about these things, there you have to be a little more careful about the parts that are chosen or chosen, I should yeah. say. Um, and you have to make sure that those parts all intertwine together. You can't just throw this part, that part, this part, that part, and, and hope or assume that it's going to work. No, 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 no. Chris, I definitely can put in a set of 250% over injectors on a stock CP4 and run a big single turbo. Well, my tuner will just figure it out. We've had those calls. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, a, but, that's a real truck yeah, in the real world, yeah. by the way. Um, but it's just, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot riding on, you know, how to achieve, you know, power on any of these platforms, and they're new and yeah. they're expensive, and parts are expensive, and this is basically like, you know, a roadmap how-to. You know, how do you get to that 600 horse turnkey emissions on tow friendly, street truck friendly, you know, get good yeah. mileage, still be reliable, you know, and re you know, just bottom line, retain the reliability. That's it, man. So, so we're, we're going to hit the stuff we know. Uh, so I'm going to do the LML, and I'll get you guys as close as I can on the L5P. Chris, you're going to handle the Dodge stuff. Yeah. And then we're, we're going to kind of talk in general about the Fords and let you know what we know, yeah. as little as that may be. Well, start from the top, Paul. How about the LML, 2011 to 2016? This is my jam. This is the one thing yeah. I am wildly overconfident on my diesel knowledge with is, is the LML platform and emissions up. equipment. I hope you slip I up. I probably will now that I've said that out loud. <laughs> while we're being recorded um but yeah so let, let's check it out so number one you're going to kick it off with a tuner that's probably standard across yeah. the board nowadays you could do easy link efi live there's some other stuff out there but we use easy link or efi live mm -hmm. depending on how much how how often you're going to be changing the setup so if you do this all as one build or if you're going to do this over time would determine if i would recommend 
one platform over the other. If you're going to be doing a lot of changes, EFI Live is probably easier. If you're going to set it and forget it, you, you want to go with EasyLink. I prefer EasyLink. Yeah. So if you could find yourself in that scenario, it's just got some cool features, and I like playing with my phone. Yeah. Right? Um, tuning alone, just by the way, give you a tune-only performance, 135 horsepower over stock. Yeah. That's stout. That's a fun time in a truck. I mean, that truck with a lift pump, you're already, you know, 530, 540 rear wheel horsepower. What we've seen on our dyno. Right? Yeah, you got um, it. <clears throat> so there's some guys that Which will bring 550 or something like that, but, you know. Yeah, numbers are fun. It yeah, all depends yeah. on your baseline. That's why we're trying right. to do, like, Regardless, how much we're adding. North of 500. Right. Yeah. yeah, you'll be over 500. Even without the lift pump, we've hit over 500. Uh, but anyways, so a lift pump, as you mentioned, that's mod number two. Yeah. Um, LMLs do have a CP4. This is a version, an updated version of the old CP3s. It has taken a lot of flack for liability. Uh, we've seen a lot of guys see them fail, and we've seen that failure cause massive damage to the rest yep. of the fuel system. So your injectors, injector lines, all of that good stuff that's all really, really expensive. Even though GM has a cheap, a more affordable fix kit for it, um, when it does fail, there's ways to prevent that yep. failure. Uh, so number one would be a lift pump. We have seen contamination or lack of lubricity in your fuel be the number one leading cause of CP4 failure. So if you have a working truck with a working CP4 today, please don't ask the forums about deleting it and going to a CP3 swap. Please do the things to protect it that'll cost you less money mm -hmm. um, and still have potential for horsepower. So yeah, lift pump first and then fuel system saver. Now, I would do a fuel system saver if I was going to stop here for my horsepower, right. but we're not in our build. Right. So instead, what I'm going to say is the 10 mil CP4 from Exergy, yep. it's a home run. It's a no-brainer. It's has already got a fuel, fuel system, system saver in yep. it. it. It's a bigger, inter or it has the capacity to flow more fuel through it. Uh, so we're going to get higher hor higher peak horsepower, and it's all carb approved. So, yep. so I could still run it all, all over. Um, next, I'm going to move from my fuel system. Those stock injectors, they're at their ragged edge at 600. So if we're talking about a 600 horsepower build on a budget, I'd say just leave the stock yeah. ones and you're rarely going to actually make 600 horse. You're rarely going to drive with your foot on the floor. You're rarely going to push this thing to its limit. You're fine. Just run the stock injectors. Your big tune will get you where you need to go. Now, if you already drive like an asshole and you beat on your truck and you might go further in the future... Okay, upgrade the injectors. A set of 30s goes a long way with yeah, LMLs. Those piezo injectors have a lot of latency. Mm -hmm. uh, so when the computer says shut off, it's actually quite a few microseconds or whatever the hell they measure it in before it actually shuts off. And that latency gives us more bang for our buck out of the injectors. So a set of 30s will be plenty of fuel for this build. Um, now that my fuel system is wrapped up, now I can jump over to my air. I do like the S&B intake, not for performance. A lot of guys get that mistake. They have a bone stock truck, and they throw an S&B intake on it, and they say, you gained no horsepower, just to be clear. Uh, what I do like them for is easier maintenance yeah. and better cotton filters. I just had a guy yesterday, Chris, with an LB7 running an oiled filter, and this is something we dealt with, I feel, more five, years six ago, years ago yeah, than yeah. we do today. Uh, if you have a Duramax, it's imperative. Only run cotton filters. All years Duramaxes. All years. Uh, so on the LML, cotton filter, S&B intake, that's a no-brainer. Uh, by the way, right now, the build I've just presented you will make the power number. It will not be reliable because we haven't put a trans in it. Or, um, or a turbocharger. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just about to say air. You're right. Told you you were going to Air intake, over. intake and turbocharger, <laughs> you're going to run an LML Stell 64. Again, we'll hit the number. If, if that's all you're ever going to do, 
throw a 64 on it, save yourself the money, call it good. You can run the LML Stell 67. There are some benefits to that, but I don't I don't think that's what this build is about, right? So I'm going to say the 64 is a really good route, really good option. Um, okay, now I can go down under the truck. We could talk about putting that power on the ground. The dual-disc converter inside of the Allison 1000 found in that 11 to 16 LML, really strong converter, to like 550. We've seen them last at 600 for the oh, conservative yeah. driver. Yeah. Um, I am a conservative driver. It would be fine in my truck. It would not live in yours, yeah. would be my assumption. Um, so depending how you drive would depend how much money you should spend. Uh, if you want to do just a converter and go to like a triple disc converter with a billet stator and all that, like 1500 bucks or so, yeah, you can do it. I wouldn't. I would do a full trans. So I do like the DT550 built trans from Duramax Tuner. Uh, that would give me everything I'm ever going to need, and it'd be badass, and it would hold up to that 600 horse just fine. Uh, again, if I was going to romp on it, I'd spend more money. I'd get a more beefed-up transmission with, with a more expensive parts list behind mm -hmm. it as well. Uh, and the only thing I think I really need from here, I'm going to do a final rundown before I say I'm good, but I think the only thing I need from here is a set of traction bars, uh, which I'd hook up with uh, WC Fab to make sure I had a nice, nice, beautifully powder-coated set of traction bars. It says, fuck your 6.0 on the side of them. Shout out to Joe Hager. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think that's it. Air, fuel, tuning, yeah, man, that's rock and roll. Okay. Now let, let's let's do a spinoff here. L5P, so that's your 17 to 20 platform. We know tune only, right? We'll do 550 with the emissions on. We've we've seen and pushed the trucks you to make a little bit is, more. I think, I think for almost the same cost and only two parts, you could be there. Yeah. I think if you found yourself a turbo upgrade and custom tuning, that it has an upgraded high pressure fuel pump. I believe those are the HP4, if I remember yeah, correctly, in the not, L5P. You're not running an HP4 lift pump issues. It's it's a turbo limitation. Yeah, it's, it's tur so I think all you untested, by the way, untested. I think you probably could get away with just a a small turbo upgrade, being like a compressor wheel. Um, which I know there's guys out there already making yeah. them. So yeah, see, I think if you did a compressor wheel upgrade and some custom tuning, I feel like the fuel system probably has the 600 in it. It's yeah, probably it pretty similar to the capacity of the LML from stock. I think 600, I think you're you're starting to find the edges of it. You may be able to run dyno numbers up into, like I've seen crazy stuff of like stock fuel systems hitting 657. I get it. Um I just don't know if you want to drive that truck. Do you know what I mean? Every That's day. like Reliably. on that ragged yep, edge, yep. Um, especially with a, a little bit newer of a platform. It hasn't been around five, yep. six years yet. I'd be, I'd be reluctant to set that build up that way. But, but you probably could do it. Um, yeah, that's really all you're going to need. The challenge is that those, those components are very expensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Doing L5P. I mean, you're to take an. It's also a heavier <clears throat> truck. So that 600 horsepower. You're not actually getting as much bang for your buck if you're talking about horsepower per pound yeah, well, right just throwing that out there I and mean, if you look at an lml platform within reason and an l5p to get to that power number you're, you're within similar dollars and cents yeah yeah you yeah because yeah, you had to right spend now. more to buy the truck I, I, and i love when l5ps first came out guys would be like oh for five grand you're getting 500 horsepower yeah but i spent sixty thousand dollars on a on a entry-level truck right. as opposed to an lly i could go buy today for 15 grand for a nice one, nice ish one, and a, a nice dated 
True. Yeah. I mean, you're not comparing apples. The, the, to right, exactly. Your total there. spend on the build, if you yeah. include the cost of the truck, probably very similar. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you there. So we'll we'll dive into Yeah, some, what about the big C bro? Stuff. Bring so, it home for our Cummins guys. Know, we'll be specific to like the thirteen to eighteen year models. Yeah, give me okay. something with emissions equipment. And uh it'll be exciting to see like what the nineteens do. You know, I'm really excited to start getting into more R and D on that stuff. But uh, you know, we'll kind of follow similar guidelines, you know. You start with tuning. Tuning's the heart and soul. Um if you have an ASIN truck, you can get over 500, no problem. Um, if it's a 68, you know, a little bit more sensitive. So I'll, I'll be on the 68 topic on this one. Sure. Um, I think they're more common. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you do <clears throat> you do the you, – you get tuning squared away. You have that ironed out. Now you're going to want to move into what's the next weak link. And that's going to be stuff in the trans. Um, I'm going to go the, the modest, cheaper approach here, yeah. uh, where you do a converter upgrade and you do a valve body upgrade. Uh, companies such as like RevMax are really popular. See, it seems to work pretty that. well it in does. those 68s, man. Guys seem to be really happy it, with that it setup. Just really has to, it just really falls back on how you operate the truck. Simple as that. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be the guy launching the truck, drag racing the truck, sled pulling the truck, you know, beating the out of the truck on the street, you might want to do a trans, but if you're just casual, roll on, want it for towing, daily driver, you can get away with those upgrades. Yeah. Um, so you have the trans kind of out of the way. Now we'll go to the fuel system, right? Um, if you want to achieve like that 550, 575, a stock CP3, stock injector, no problem, they'll get you there. Um, if you want to achieve that 600 plus reliably, I would upgrade the pump. That way we know we have the pump that can keep up with the fuel pressure capacity. Um, and then a lift pump, you know, probably like a fast 165 will do the trick. Um, there's air dog units and a bunch of bunch of stuff out there. Sure, sure, sure. Fleece yeah. has a really badass in the tank drop in. I've seen that. That looks um, nice. I really, really want to get one for mine, honestly. <laughs> uh, but really, really nice setup, right? <clears throat> so. Next on the docket, you know, we're going to more or less fall into the air side. Now, there's a lot of options that are out there right now. There, there's twin turbo options. There's various companies that offer a drop-in, you know, replacement turbo. So, I think it just really depends on how you use the truck. Um, I can't speak too much on behalf of, like, the single turbo stuff because I've been in favor for the last four years in a compound setup. Um, so, I would recommend a twin turbo to anyone that's interested <laughs> because they do drive well and it's a very broad, crisp power band that the truck gets to operate under. Um, But maybe to the guy that's looking to do these upgrades, he doesn't have four or five thousand dollars to spend on a turbo kit. Maybe he only has two or three thousand, you know, and maybe even that's a stretch. So then the single turbo comes into play. Either one of those options. Anytime you can upgrade the air, minimal 64 millimeter turbo, wouldn't really recommend going any bigger. Again, the thing here, guys, is there's a lot of, again, similarities the emissions on versus the off. We, we haven't talked about modifying the emissions. We haven't talked about the emissions being the hindering aspect. Truck's going to make the same power regardless. Just it's all about the tuning and, and where the parts are coming from. Sure. Um, depending on what RAM you have, like, uh, for example, my 15, that's a four-link setup, so you wouldn't get traction bars for it. Uh, I don't really need to. The SN does really well squatting and moving, you know, and on the street, you know, driving around. Um but, I mean, that that's really, I mean, it's a very, very simple setup. These are entry-level upgrades that most of our customers would do to their vehicle because they want to improve on minimal things like fuel flow efficiency and filtration or air flow efficiency for EGT management. These are also upgraded components that are going to get you to a higher power level, even though, or you might just be thinking, hey, I want better tow capabilities. Yeah. I want longevity. So a lot of the parts in this industry, they, they, they cross-reference, right? They, they work in different you know, areas of uh, Multiple you know, benefits, of yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. So you know, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's modest, guys. Like, it, it's simple. You know, it's, it's very simple uh, strategy to get there. 
You threw me a curveball on the L5P. Let me throw you a curveball here. Okay. Early fourth gens. Early fourth gens. Um, I'm I'm really not too uh, confident in in like the DPF system. Um, I, I have guys that we have done, you know, like the 500 horse package with Val body and, and things like that. And the trucks seem to be running fairly well. Now are you talking 10 to 12s? 10 right? to 12, yeah. yeah. Okay. The 07 to 09, or yeah, 07 to 09 trucks, like maybe just do a tuner and call it a day. I mean, those are the Gen 1s. We know that those aren't the most favorable yeah. models. Um, but I've, I've gotten some 10 to ten to 12 guys out there, you know, at that 500, you know, tune, trans, lift pump upgrade. Um, but the most experience, of course, is going to be the newer platform, that, that 13 to, to 18. Um but a lot of the guidelines uh, through and through from the 10 to 12 versus the 13, 18, the parts that are mentioned are all going to kind of fall in the same category. Yeah. Um, it's just the uh, the emissions themselves are not as durable. I think you'd be looking at adding a bully dog DPF to your list. Yeah. I, I got a phone guy today, um, 600 horse. He was This guy was on a mission. 600 horse out of a 2010 LMM. Mission's on. Has to have 600 horse. I'm like, man, listen, like, I wouldn't take that thing over, like, 450, <laughs> you know, like, 500's pushing it, you know, and he was a really, really nice guy, you know, we took the time, explained yeah. the different, you know, areas, he's like, I don't want to buy a new truck, I don't blame you, you don't have to buy a new truck, you use the truck for towing, so that 600 horse number, it's not like the truck's going to be towing at 600, let's bring it down a little bit, let's regroup, let's come up with a new game plan, and, yeah. and kind of go from there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the LML and the Cummins, you know, I would say that they are... Somewhat cut from the same cloth as far as what upgrades are needed to get common to that rail power diesel, number. man. Yep. Common rail diesel. We we add fuel, we add air, yep. we tune it appropriately. I mean, if you give us good gauges and you give us good sensors, that part's easy. Yeah. And, I, and I say easy because I don't have to do it, yeah. right? Um, but I think what what's wild here is the platform that we really haven't talked about. Yeah. Okay. And that would be the the Ford six seven now. There's technically, I'm going to split it up in two variations. I, w- I was just going to throw this in there as well because we're going to skip over the 6.4 yep. um, on purpose. And, and and it's I like the 6.4 platform. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a, a lot of really cool concepts and a lot of awesome engineering ideas. Yep. Uh, but they're not known for the emissions equipment lasting. No, no. And I'm not an expert, expert enough yeah. to give you advice on what to do about that. Yeah. We've had 6.4 experts on, like J.D. Cleason. Yep. Uh, we'd recommend checking those episodes out if you care about the 6.4s. But yeah, hit me on that early 6.7 life, Chris. So 6.7, so like I said, we're going to split it in two year models, or two two platforms. So you have 11 to 14, um, which had a, a sequential wheel, compressor wheel. Twin scroll. Twin scroll wheel, uh, compressor wheel design. So Such um, a cool idea. The truck, those trucks are so responsive. They yes. are so torquey. They run well. Because they but, essentially have two turbine wheels yeah. in one. Turbo, but they yeah, tap awesome. out at like 480, you know, just south of yep. 500 horse. You want to upgrade one of those trucks? We're going to be doing a CP4 upgrade, 10 millimeter pump. Generally, um, we really would need to do a lift pump if you want the added fuel filtration because they have a decent lift pump in the tank from the factory, right? But we could add a lift pump into the mix. I would recommend it at that power level so you have the filtration and the separation there of air. Um, but then it's a turbocharger, you know. There's some drop in replacements on the market. A lot of guys are doing the 17 plus conversion to their 11 to 14 year model trucks. Yeah, again, we have to retain the variable vein to retain the emissions, so we can't go and throw in like a, an S369 366 kit that's fixed vein, it just doesn't work. Um, but the transmissions are, are fairly durable. I know that the older platforms are a little bit of an issue. Um, the eleven twelve specifically yeah. when when we did an episode a while back. Um, but through and through, I mean, I would I would say you know just that alone and tuning, 
you know, you could get, you can kind of get to that number. Yeah, the uh, eleven to fourteen is real solid, yep. real solid in there. Um, the fifteen plus even easier. Like legitimately, yeah. it's it, there's a reason, and we've talked about this on the show, so I don't mind saying it. I'm always a little embarrassed to admit that if somebody asked me if I was going to buy a brand new truck today and take it to six hundred horse, what would I buy? My answer's been a Ford for a few years now, because yeah. uh, the Power Stroke does give us this amazing transmission, gives us this. I, I, and I'm not trying to bash Ford or Power Stroke in any way, but essentially, pretty much an LML engine. Uh, a lot of, similar, a lot of similar similarities in the architecture and also ECM. the parts. Yep, yep. Like the actual parts are very, very similar. Like, for example, the turbo. Mm-hmm. Um, really close, guys. Yeah. Like that's it's just what it is. Yeah. They're buying them from the same suppliers. They, they have, need them for the same purposes. There's a more superior right? lift pump technology. There's a more superior injection pump. You know, same e- or similar ECM. So some of the same calibration commands take place. Yeah. But I mean, walk us through it. I want to make 600 horse on my 2018 F250. What do I got to do? Tune. An intake. You're probably done. Yeah. Like, I mean, like that's going to get you. And let me put it this way. Because I've, I've seen varying dyno graphs yeah. on this. Now, we were just talking about this where we've traditionally posted tune only. We could do 570. Uh, and recently, we had a post up about 600 on, on tune only. That depends on where your baseline is. What I will say is we're picking up 180 horsepower on just a tune. Yeah. I don't fucking care where your baseline is. That's impressive. Remember back when I was talking with the LML and pick up 130? Mm-hmm. It's 180 horsepower on tune only. Then you throw an intake on it. Then you can start to do some of those little supporting mods to help it along. Like you said, you don't really have to have a lift pump to make the power. It's probably a good idea. Think about when the inception of LML tuning came out back in 2013. Yeah. Um, you know, 490, 490, 480, like those were the numbers. For sure. As technology advanced and the tuners had more time with the platform and understood it, tweaks and edits take place and they're able to fine tune that platform. And that's where some of the added power came from. Keep in mind, when we were doing the 570, 580 number, that was also two years ago. We have a couple years under our belts. We've owned the trucks, operated the trucks. The tuners are understanding the little tweaks and edits that can take place with fuel pressures, injection on times, boost vein positions, things like that. So 20 horsepower, to crack 600 horsepower tune only on any of those platforms, like, it's extremely impressive. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, it's all about how you operate the truck. If you're going to go and drag race your truck at 600 horse, Probably some upgrades are going to have to take place. Right, we're right. probably going to be talking about injectors right. and and like you said, the ten mil CP four. We're still yep. going to look at that yep. and things but of I mean, that nature. As as a, a recreational used street truck or daily driver truck is concerned, you could do those upgrades and and be well off. Um, so I mean, the Ford is just a phenomenal platform. Very torquey, very responsive, um, and they have the biggest honking DPF under that thing. Let me tell you, man, it's just—it's almost a damn whole near length of the truck. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I hope this has been something that you guys enjoy hearing. Like I said, if, if you've been listening to the show all along, I know this might be some stuff you've already heard yeah. before. Uh, we do have some new podcast topics, some research episodes, some interview episodes. So we have a lot of fun stuff coming up. Uh, if you would like to get a hold of us, you can reach Chris. Yeah, 815-568-7920, extension 2121. Or you can message uh, the Facebook page. Guys, don't forget, go join the uh 
Facebook group that we have, Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast. That's been growing. There's tons of activity. There's lots of guys to answer your questions. And if you're brand new to diesel and you have some really, really dumb questions that you're embarrassed to ask on any other group, ask on our group. We, You will not be berated. You will not be told to search. We will help you. Yeah. Uh, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. Chris Helke. Thanks for listening. I hope you slip up. I probably will now that I've said that out loud while we're being recorded.